Well, let me welcome you all to Homecoming Chapel at Cedarville University, where we are bold for the gospel of Jesus Christ and where we want you to pursue your passion to proclaim Christ and to stand for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. I am excited today for many reasons. We have a lot of guests in the house. I also hear crying babies in the house, and I like that. So don't anybody stare when that happens because it may be my kids next week, right? If you're accustomed to not being around people that are not 18 to 22, then you're never going to be successful in the local church. So let's have fun with all of that today. And if they cry, let them cry out loud. I'll talk over them and we'll have a good time. All right. Keep them in here. Alumni Award winners. We have several who are here with us today, and I am so excited about them. I don't have time to talk about them individually. We'll do that tonight. But we have June Perry sitting down front here. Would you stand and let us just welcome you? We have Bob Rome, who is also sitting here, who spoke in chapel earlier this week. We have Brian Dye, who is with us as well. Would you stand and let us welcome you? We have Naomi Wishotka, who is the student-elected, nominated alumni award winner. Would you let us welcome you? We have Abby Cobb, who is in one of our favorite movies. Would you uh, welcome her back to Cedarville? And we have Daniel Petek. Would you stand and let us welcome you as well? If you are in the room and you are a trustee of this institution, would you stand and let us welcome you to Cedarville's Homecoming Chapel? I know we have at least one because I see him sitting. We have two, I see. Stand up, three. Thank you for the copy of The Miracle. It will help me to get all of your names down as we go through that and look at it and pray over you as students, faculty, and staff. And I want to take note that we call it The Miracle. Why do we call our yearbook The Miracle? It's because we recognize that this is a place that would not exist without God's grace and without God's provision. And there were many years that this institution was in question as to whether it would continue the following year, as to what would happen some difficult times and difficult years in our past, but through God's grace and God's provision, this institution has stood and will continue to stand for His honor and for His glory. I hold in my hand a copy of the 1952-53 catalog. This 1952 and 53 catalog has as its class verse, the school verse, Colossians 1.10, that we might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. The school motto came from Revelation 1-9, for the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. It is this year that we have returned to that as our school motto, or as we call it, our tagline. We are moving away from inspiring greatness, even though we still want to inspire greatness in our service for the gospel and for the kingdom, but we want to return back to for the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. It's a clear articulation of what we do in every classroom, of who we are, of who we have been, and of who we plan to be. 
And so as you go out, you will see banners on the light poles, you will see promotional materials, you will see on our website, and you will see on business cards and stationery in the coming years for the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. I'll come back to that more a little bit later. As many of you know, I have been preaching this year on a sermon series called By Faith Through Hebrews Chapter 11. We'll conclude in the spring in Hebrews Chapter 12. As I look in Hebrews chapter 11 and I see all of the record of those names of Old Testament saints who bear testimony to God's faithfulness, I was reminded of many of those who have walked these hallways and on these grounds who have borne testimony to God's faithfulness and to God's work through Cedarville University. We're privileged to have many of those here with us. Many have said throughout the years that Cedarville University can only be explained by God who throughout the past 127 years has used many men and women who have served faithfully to allow this institution to continue. So today, as we look around in this auditorium, as we walk around the lake, as we see the sharks that are really carp surface as we walk around and feel the spray of Cedar Lake, as it hits our face in such a refreshing way, We can thank all of those who came before us for creating all of that, right? (laughs) And as we walk into a classroom and hear a biblical foundation, as we come to chapel five days a week, as we go through a Bible minor, as we understand that we are to be bold for the gospel, we have other men and women to thank because we stand on their shoulders. This place didn't just pop up with the spring corn. There's a lot of work that went into it. So today, as we stand on those shoulders, I can't help but think of James T. and Ruby Jeremiah. Many of you may or may not have ever met them or know their names, but if you read through the history books, it's very clear to see that James T. Jeremiah was a man of great faith. He was a man that when ditches needed to be dug, he grabbed the shovel and jumped right in the ditch and started digging right along with the workers. He helped form the blocks in the basement of Founders Hall. And so he is a man who literally with his hands helped to build the campus that we now at times take for granted. And it was Ruby, his wife, who ministered right alongside him and prepared meals in their home. And even when they was too large for their home, she would prepare meals for others and demonstrate hospitality and beautify the campus. And so today, I hold in my hand a newspaper from 1968 on April the 9th, where James T. Jeremiah talked about Cedarville University. And he said these words, if you go out from here without a clear idea of Christian doctrine, you have been here in vain. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? It's who we are. It's who we've always been. So would you join me right now in thanking God for his graciousness in sending servants like James T. and Ruby Jeremiah to serve at Cedarville University? We are doubly blessed today and that we have the privilege of having Paul and Pat Dixon in the room with us. They served at Cedarville University with Paul serving as president from 1978 to 2003. Pat taught English, so I'll try not to make any grammar mistakes today, but if I do, I'm sure she will kindly and gently correct me and let me know later on. You know, when you walk around this place, you'll hear a lot of different quotes. You'll hear quotes that talk about things 
like quality stamped all over it. You know where that came from? It came from Paul Dixon. You'll hear about dandelion stories, and you'll hear about Christ is all we need, and people reflect back with smiles on their faces to a man that is known as a strategic leader, a strategic planner, and an evangelist. You know, people often talk about his ability to pick pockets in a good way because he could raise money like nobody else that I've ever met or that's ever existed on the face of the earth. And so a lot of the buildings, as you sit now in the Dixon Ministry Center, you can thank Paul Dixon for his work and his effort and for the graciousness of others in coming along and helping us to build what is here at Cedarville University. It's also Pat Dixon who helped make the place pretty. As we all know, that's not Paul's gifting. That's her gifting. She demonstrated great hospitality. She taught at the university. She helped to make sure that things were designed with a feminine touch and a feminine appeal, and they both gave of their lives during the 25-year presidency and even now as chancellor. And I want to take this moment to express my appreciation and to allow you to do so to Paul and Pat Dixon, who are seated right over here with us. Would you stand? You know, if if it weren't for the leadership of Paul Dixon, this wouldn't be Cedarville University. It would still be Cedarville College. So every time you see the name university, say a prayer for the two of them, thanking God for what they've done here at this institution. I would be remiss not to mention also William and Lynn Brown, who could not be here with us today, but Dr. Brown served as president of Cedarville from 2003 to 2013. Many of you know the Browns, and you know them well, and I need not explain who they were to you, but for those who may not know them, they were known for their passion and their love for students. They loved students. They hung out with students all the time. They had students over to the house. They ate with students. They focused on students. They also had the vision to start a pharmacy program and to build a center for biblical and theological studies that many of you enjoy and to build a health science center that many of you enjoy. And so today, let us pause and thank Dr. and Mrs. Brown for their service to Cedarville University. You know what's great about today? I think three former presidents, but presidents don't do things by themselves. It takes a host of people working alongside and with them. And on a day like today, we have people in the room that you need to know who they are. So you'll pardon me for taking a moment to introduce you to just a few people. I can't introduce you to everybody. That would keep us here until three o'clock this afternoon. I'm not going to do that. But as I call a few of these names, I want to ask that these people would make their way up to the stage so that you can see their faces and so that we can express our appreciation. Don Callen, are you in the house? Would you make your way up on stage? Let me tell you a little bit about him while he's coming up here. He's the athletic director at Cedarville University from 1961 to 1998. That's 37 years if you're doing the math. He presided over increasing varsity programs from two to 14. How many athletes do we have out here? Raise your hand. All right. You owe this guy a debt of gratitude. 
He was inducted into the Hall of Fame here at Cedarville, as well as the NAIA, the NCCA, Taylor University, and probably a host of other places as well. He is also the founder of our Missionary Involvement Services, MIS, here at Cedarville. And so if you have been on mission trips, we owe this man a debt of gratitude. Would you join me in thanking him for what he's done? Don Rickard, if you are in the house, would you make your way up on stage and join him here as he stands here? He was brought here by James T. Jeremiah. So if you want to know anything about Dr. Jeremiah, you can ask him. He continued to serve for 30 years in his lasting role as the Vice President for Student Services. He was involved in all aspects of student life. He instituted the counseling department. So if you, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but if you have been to the counseling department, you can thank this man for instituting that department. He also has instituted the placement office, which we now know as career services. He retired in 2000, but that retirement was simply so he and his wife Peg could hit the road to represent Cedarville University at churches and schools all across the country. Would you join me in expressing appreciation to Don Rickard? Dwayne Frank, if you're able to be here today, would you make your way up to the front? He retired from Cedarville after a few short years, 35 years of service. In addition to his role as professor of education, he coordinated the university's English teaching program in China. He also served as an advisor of the chapter of College Republicans his other responsibilities included working with MIS, secondary education committees, chairing the faculty <laughs> committee to the president. And so if you are involved in ERAP or have ever been involved in ERAP, this is one of the men that you have to thank for that. Would you join me in expressing your appreciation? Dr. Robert Gramacki, if you're in the building, would you make your way up to the front? He is Distinguished Professor Emeritus of Bible and Greek. He joined the Cedarville faculty in 1960. Dr. Gramacki is a versatile teacher, writer, and pastor. He has published many books. In fact, I used his commentary on 1 Corinthians significantly last year as I preached through that book. He also founded Grace Community Baptist Church in Washington Courthouse, Ohio. He's received so many awards, I can't list them all for you, including Distinguished Educator, Faculty Member of the Year, Honorary Alumnus of the Year. But he has been a faithful servant and a faithful teacher of God's Word here at Cedarville since 1960. Would you express your appreciation to one of the great legends of the Bible Department? Just one more, although we could do many, many more. Dick Walker, are you in the house? And if you are, would you make your way up front? He began working in Cedarville in August of 1970 as the Dean of Men. 
worked in student life primarily with his last role being the Dean of Community and Family Life in 2012. Let me tell you a few of the things he started that will sound awfully familiar to you. Getting started weekend, have you ever heard of that? Right here's the man who started it. Little Sibs weekend, parents weekend. The 955 coin that we've been given out actually began with this. It's a 955 button. So the coin that we've been giving out this semester to remind your parents and others to pray for chapel began with a button that was originated by this man who is on stage with us today. He also started the Student Center Activity Board. So if you are part of SCAB, you can thank him for the SCAB nomenclature. He was known for being an idea guy, as you could well see, who had a heart for helping students grow in their faith. He's received the Distinguished Service Award and was named an honorary alum in 2008. Would you join me in expressing appreciation for Dick Walker? It's rare that people minister to one institution for so long and do so much. It's incredibly rare that they continually, year after year after year, show back up. And as they show back up, contribute to the lives of the university. Now, at this point, I want to recognize a few that are still contributing. And I want to recognize one couple who has given an incredible amount to Cedarville University. Cliff and Pam Johnson. Would you make your way up here? Cliff Johnson came here from Seattle, Washington. He came for the purpose of inaugurating a teacher education program and has never left. He was promoted to academic dean in 1964. The title later changed to academic vice president. He served as the administrator to which the athletics directly reported. It's during his oversight that the Lady Jackets athletic program grew from volleyball and basketball to include cross country, softball, tennis, and track and field. So if you're in any of those programs, I want you to look at some of the people you have to thank for that. He also served as the assistant to the president, was named a 1998 Honorary Alumnus of the Year. And he and Pam Johnson have been married as of yesterday, 21 years. Is that correct? But now, lest you think that Cliff is the only one that has served at Cedarville for a long time, and he came in 1962, Pam Johnson has served at Cedarville for 40 years. That means she started serving here when she was two years old. In addition to her teaching responsibilities, she coached field hockey, women's basketball, and tennis. She also saw the need to provide academic support to students, and as a result, uh, she has instituted and led Cedarville University's efforts in the area of academic enrichment, staying in the role of director in the early 2000s, and in 2004, Pam became part of the academic administrative team. 
She became the Dean of the School of Health and Human Performance, a title which she recently held, and now she is Dean of Undergraduate Studies, and she does many, many things at this institution that you would never know about. Would you join me in expressing appreciation for their legacy at Cedarville? We have a few more to go, and so I just be, bear with me and be brief. We don't get to do this very often, and, and you know I don't do it very often. John McGilvery, would you come up on stage? Uh-huh. Forty years he has served as an associate professor of the Department of Kinesiology. In addition to that, he assisted with the track and field team for years. He coached the men's soccer team from 1974 to 1997 and now has coached the women's soccer team for the past 16 years, having coached an amazing 744 matches. And he's won almost all of them, right? <laughs> he has won most of them. He's also led a dozen trips overseas throughout the years. Whether it's academics, athletics, his primary characteristic that people know him by is his passion, his integrity, and his servanthood. Would you express your appreciation for all? He's done for Cedarville. Now I'm going to call a group of faculty members up here and ask them to come to the stage and stand. They've all served here starting in their 45th years moving forward, so they've served for at least 44. Lyle Anderson, I see you sitting over there. Would you come on up here? Lynn Brock, would you make your way to the stage? Larry Helmick, would you make your way to the stage? Jim Phipps and Murray Murdoch, would you all join us on stage here? Dr. Anderson has served a completed 44 years as professor of music. He's worked with choral studies, conducts the concert chorale, the men's glee club, vocal arts ensembles. He's an authority on all of those. He's been here since 1970, before then even. What I want you to know about this man is that he and his wife have gone to churches all across the country and led music and promoted the gospel of Jesus Christ in faithful service. Lynn Brock, he's the Dean of Library Services. You should know who he is. And if you don't, your academic future would encourage you to introduce yourself to his area. But let me tell you where I first encountered him. I began talking about the history of the institution. And as I began to talk about the history of the institution, I learned that Lynn Brock was the memory of Cedarville. He knew more about this place than almost anybody else that's around. He's been here for 45 years of it. But he has carefully stored and retrieved all things Cedarville that has allowed the university to keep a clear record of its past. And not only that, he has led us into the next wave by making that an electronic database so that you can access it online and virtual for all of your faculty members' works that they have done. The library is archiving those so that they will be accessible. And so would you express your appreciation to the memory of Cedarville University, Lynn Brock. Larry Helmick has served as a senior professor of chemistry. 
He joined Cedarville College Science faculty in 1968 after he completed his PhD in organic chemistry at Ohio State. His work has led to more than 40 technical and scientific articles and eight creation science articles. He's demonstrated leadership on campus. He chaired the pre-med committee for three decades. He received the faculty advisor award in 2005. For 40 years, he has handled both lecture and lab components of organic chemistry courses. His students know him for his ability to help them develop critical thinking skills, his expertise in instrument lab, and his dedication to their success in organic chemistry. Many of you have had him in class. You know that his contributions cannot be overstated to Cedarville University. Would you join me in expressing your appreciation to Larry Hellman? God bless you, brother. Thank you for having me. Jim Phipps has served here for 46 years as the Senior Professor of Communications. He was one of the founding fathers of the Department of Communications, literally and figuratively, here at Cedarville University. He continues to be a part of its success today. He served as the chair of the art department for 33 years. From 1970 to 2003, the department grew from two faculty members and 14 students to 14 faculty members and more than 250 students. He has served on every committee we've ever created or thought about creating at Cedarville University. He's represented Cedarville well, is he making fun of me back there? <laughs> and he's also served the community of Cedarville well. Would you join me in expressing your appreciation? Murray Murdoch. came to Cedarville University right after he came off of the ark. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's a good friend, I can do that to him, it's okay. He's been teaching here for 49 years, this is his 50th year. Now, now here's my challenge to him. Professor Jerkot was here for 58 years, if memory serves me correctly, and I want you to be here longer than that. And so you've got to stay around. We can't let you go anywhere. He earned his degree in philosophy from Northwestern University. He joined the faculty. Here's some of the things you might not know about him, though, is that he is also an accomplished collegiate tennis coach. At Cedarville, Murray Murdoch recorded 563 wins in his 29-year career, including 88 consecutive dual match victories, and records, holds both records at Cedarville University. It's under his leadership that Cedarville's men team claimed 23 NAIA district titles, 23 Mid-Ohio Conference Championships, and finished in 1989 in the eighth in the, as eighth in the national tournament. Murray Murdoch's an institutional legend here. I don't need to tell you more about him. You know about him. You've had him in class. You know how biblically grounded he is. You know that when he bleeds, he bleeds Cedarville, yellow and blue. He is a yellow jacket and has always been a yellow jacket. Would you express your appreciation for Murray Murdoch?
One more time, express your appreciation for all these men as they return to their seats. I'm going to be brief. Let me give you a few stats. It's the state of the university time. What's the state of the university? We're strong because our Savior is strong. But we have challenges, as anybody else does. 3,620 in overall enrollment this year compared to 3,472 last year. Numbers don't always mean success, but that's 148 more students, and we're thankful to God for them. We have a larger freshman class than last year, more dual enrollment PSEO students, 35.5% more graduate students, and a 63.6% increase in transfer students. We're thankful to God for that. We have a freshman to sophomore retention rate of 88.2%, whereas the national average is 70%. We're thankful to God for that. Our applications for next fall, they're 31.4% higher than the same time last year. We have 1,179 applications as of September 30th, and that is an all-time record in the history of Cedarville University. Furthermore, we had a 300 by 30 campaign, and we challenged all of you to participate, and we had Three applications that came in from other time zones that put us at 302 applications in a five-day time period, which means on Wednesday, as promised, I will be breaking a board in chapel. Or I'll be getting a concussion one way or the other. You don't want to miss it, so... Financially, God has been good to us. We have reduced our internal debt from 7.4 million to 1.7 million. That's a $5.7 million reduction. We've reduced our external debt by 2.4 million in the past year. If you add those numbers together, that means God has been extremely gracious in allowing us to reduce debt to have a balanced budget, to finish in the black, and to have an operating surplus, and we are grateful to him for that, especially in this climate. Spiritually, we had over 100 more students on the mission field last summer than the previous year, but that's not good enough. I want 100 more on the mission field this summer than we had the past summer. So I want every student, faculty, and staff member to pray about where God, not if God wants you to go on the mission field, but where he wants to send you this summer. We've had 22 professions of faith this year on campus already. We collected from our students in the Fall Bible Conference $18,000 to give to Safe Harbor House. We started an evangelism program called CU Outreach, where we have students going to university campuses to share their faith every day of the week. We've implemented a plan called Finally Free to fight pornography addiction, because we're not going to stand by and just let it happen. We have built new anatomy labs.
We have renovated the lecture hall in the ENS building. We have completed half of our fundraising for our renovation plan. Here's where we need your help. If you haven't seen those labs or that hall, go by and look at them and look at the excellence that they have been done with by the staff. And then would you pray to the Lord about contributing to help us finish off the second half of that campaign? We need another two and a half million dollars to create state-of-the-art chemistry labs, and I'm asking you to help us contribute to that so that we can accomplish that and then move on to raise some money for student scholarships. We are engaging the culture. We have a conference on poverty of nations that has occurred next week. We have a conference on religious liberty where Steve Green, Russ Moore, Jennifer Marshall, John Stone Street, Austin Nimitz, Christian Wagner, Eric Tietzel, Nagme Abedini, and others will be on our campus to talk about one of the most important issues of our time. We have a nine March conference that will happen this fall as well. We do have a tight budget year. Every school does. It should be that way. We'll overcome the challenges. We'll stand firm for the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. I'm going to take a couple more minutes, so just sit tight. I'll get you out of here in about three minutes. But I want to challenge you, because our challenges don't end just with that. Our challenge is to have a generation of students who go out from this place to change the world. I can't tell you how thrilled I am with our faculty, because I will say it again, we have the best faculty in the world. There is no faculty that understands the Christian worldview the way ours does and can apply that into the classroom. And we are the best, in my mind, Christian university. I thank God for all of those who are in second, third, and fourth. I love them, but we're the best. (laughs) You know why we're the best? It's not just our faculty and staff. It's because we have the best students anywhere in the world. But students, faculty, and staff, we have a challenge of an increasingly secular culture, and we must stay true to our motto for the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. This is not an easy task, but we don't want an easy task. We want the strength to accomplish and overcome a hard task. We want to change the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we want to be bold as we go forth with the power of the Holy Spirit and the infallible and errant Word of God to take that message to the ends of the earth and fulfill the Great Commission in our lifetime. Amen. You know, as a child, I learned a song. It's the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God, the (laughs) B-I-B-L-E. You've heard it too, huh? That's what we're going to do here at Cedarville. It's not an easy time to do that in our culture. It means what we're going to have to do is compassionately, lovingly, caringly stand against a cultural tide that is swinging in the opposite direction. We're going to have to stand firm. We're going to have to say that marriage is one man, one woman, and a covenant relationship for life. We're going to have to say that in Genesis, God created man and saw it was not good that he was alone. He created woman. He created marriage to display the gospel, to display the relationship of Christ and the church. And he created it for a purpose and is not the right of the creation to turn to the creator and say, I will redefine your purposes.
We have to be compassionate and loving, but we have to stand for the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. We also have to stand for the exclusivity of the gospel in Jesus Christ. You know, it's our obligation and it's our passion, and we want to fight for social justice and against social wrongs, and we should. And we should stand with the obligation to love our neighbor as ourselves, and provide clothes and provide shoes and provide clean water and provide food and to do all the things that is right and that we should do. And we should fight against pornography and we should fight against sexual trafficking and we should fight against abuse at all levels. And that is right. And we must do that. But when we do that, we must do that with the testimony of Jesus Christ, with the gospel. We cannot simply air condition the pathway to hell and care for for physical needs without caring for spiritual needs. We must fight and we must engage, but we must do so with the bold gospel of Jesus Christ and take that message lovingly all throughout the world. At Cedarville, it's the gospel that powers our compassion and fuels our fight. It's a song that was once sung here, and I'll close with this. It says, to wisdom's quiet dwelling place, we come with eager hearts to trace. The silver which we know is there and hidden wealth beyond compare. We ask that we who have his call, who know that Jesus paid it all, may own a deeper love toward men for whom Christ died and rose again. Our paths have led to Cedarville, where we seek to do the Savior's will. We must impart the living word and rescue those who have not heard. Let us who have been amply fed provide a dying world with bread. Oh, let us be God's humble tool that he may use us and our school. Today, let us commit to be bold in pursuing our passion and proclaiming Christ and to stand unashamedly for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. You are dismissed.